Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All right, here we go. Straight out of Vegas. You heard it. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell is here, and the honored wise guy chair is filled by one Brad Powers. We all good? Let's do it, baby. We got plenty to get to. Vegas lead. Yes, we got plenty to get to in the Vegas lead. One World Series game, number three, just finished. Astros take a 2 1 lead. 5-3 5-3 victory, and now the look of the series odds completely changes. No doubt. In fact, it, I thought it was a little surprising. Dodgers entering this game were still favored, small favorites, but favored in the series. Not anymore. Down 2-1. Houston minus 220. Dodgers plus 180. So if you impute the math, 66% chance Houston, 34% chance Dodgers. So says Vegas. So we had a crazy story unfolding the last couple of days around Las Vegas. You ever hear of these promotions where furniture stores will put up some bet and say, hey, if this happens, you get all your money back. So there's a guy uh, in Houston who owns a place called Gallery Furniture, Jim McInvale, and he's done this twice before. 2014, he put up a bet. Seahawks have to beat the Broncos in Super Bowl 48. If they do it, you buy $6,000 worth of furniture, you get your money back. Guess what happened? Hold on. Really? Yep. Because Seahawks and Denver? That that was uh, almost a pick'em game, right? No, you got to hear the next one. He lost eight million dollars on that one. No insurance. That's what he says. Later that year, it's his sixty third birthday. He goes, Astros stink. Astros need to win more than sixty three games. You come in, you buy a furniture over sixty three hundred. They win more than sixty three. You get your money back. They won seventy. He lost seven and a half million that time. How much does this furniture company <laughs> sell? Uh, obviously, a lot. Eight and seven, eight, you know, eight million, seven and a half million. So the latest promotion was on mattresses. You got to buy a mattress or all, you know, all the uh, the uh, to do with it. Three thousand dollars or more if the Astros win the World Series. Well, he's five mil in the hole in this one. So this time he decided one to get insurance, smart. Two, he starts coming to Vegas or he comes to Vegas. So when with you money. say insurance, like Lord, Lords of London or something, he you know he didn't get into the details in the yeah. local paper today, but he got some insurance. But now what he's doing is hedging his bet by betting on the Astros because he loses that $5 million if the Astros win. But now he's placed bets at the South Point, uh, MGM, and CGT. And it looks like to the tune of about, he got down maybe 900000 to $1.2 And what's fascinating is whenever there's an outside artificial factor that is significant affecting markets, it really will affect the price. Right is if you're taking that kind of money on a baseball game, it will affect the price, and it's artificial, right? There's and and if anything, fading that offers you opportunity, specifically at those books, because they're going to be hungry to get action the other way. They got plus two ten, plus one sixty, got down at least a couple of three hundred thousand dollar bets. So also with the Vegas lead, uh, let's go back to last night first for football. What does that mean? Ravens forty to nothing against the Dolphins. I, doesn't this go back to your? A statement, your theory early in the season that they were going to be tired, tired, tired. And on a short week, the Dolphins look like hell. 
Yeah, but, you know, I listen, I was right about that to some degree when they went to London and they got dominated. But I was wrong the next week when, and again, Castle, Matt Castle causing trouble, but they actually <laughs> beat the Titans when I thought they'd be even more tired, the Dolphins. So, to me, this game was more about high variance on Thursdays. Whatever happens, the chance of a blowout goes way up on a short week because it's just such an unusual prep that's the only time you're going to have that short week is on a Thursday once a year at most. And I think that you don't want to buy, uh, do teasers. You don't want to necessarily lay the favorite on the money line because the chances of an extreme result go way up. Now, the flip side is if you like the dog and it's a bigger dog, don't be afraid to bet the money line because with high variance, the chance of that dog winning goes up. One last thing about this game. The Dolphins are probably, forget tired, one of the more overrated teams in the NFL. Now, I think that's a little less the case after Thursday, but here's what's driving it. We'll be talking about this game and all the NFL tomorrow on Straight Out of Vegas Saturday night. But here's what I think about the Dolphins. They've won, and this is amazing, 12 straight one-score games. Now, we're defining one score in this case by eight points, right? Score plus two. And they've won 12 straight. Statistically, one-score games are coin flips. So to win 12 straight, the odds are over 4,000 to 1 against that happening. Now, we might say, oh, it's skill. Well, really, come on. Look at the Dolphins. Is Is that about Jay Cutler? Is that about whomever? Last year's quarterback, Tannehill? No. It's luck winning close games. And whenever a team wins a lot of them or loses a lot of them, they tend to be over or underrated. If you win a lot of them, you're overrated. Lose a lot, you're underrated. By the way, all 12 of those games, Steve, since the beginning of last year, so this isn't over years. This is just since last year. Imagine if they had split the 12, they'd have six less wins, the Dolphins, since last year. How differently would we view that team? So 12 straight's a hell of a run. We got a 35 straight run that's going to end here. Boston College beat Florida State tonight 35-3, to and I don't like saying that players quit. But what is going on with Florida State? They can't be this lacking in talent. For the first time all season, I saw some quit on the Florida State sidelines tonight in that game. You look at their record coming in, it looked poor at 2-4, and four, but, I mean, they had very competitive last-second losses to Miami and Louisville, two top 25 teams. They didn't have a performance like this so far this season. But tonight, not when you say like this, you mean where it looks like there was a lack of effort. Absolutely. On both sides of the ball. Now, was it from the start of the game or once they started getting blown out? It was from the start of the game. They were not ready to play from start to finish. Now 21 nothing mid-second quarter uh, against a Boston College team that's looked better in recent weeks, but nowhere near as good as what they've faced in recent weeks against Miami and Louisville with Florida State. You want to sell Florida State from this point forward. Interesting with Boston College, and this is amazing. I'm going to look it up, and I'll tweet it out at RJ in Vegas tomorrow when I find it. Last three games, Boston College has covered the spread by 98 points. So by definition, the spread is expectation. They've exceeded expectation by 98 points in three games, Boston College. That's incredible. Straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. This is where we get to the biggest college football TV games on Saturday. This is a gigantic game. 3.30 start, number two Penn State, Catching seven at number six, Ohio State. We know Penn State's coming off the big, rousing victory last week against Michigan. 
We've got Colin Cowherd versus Las Vegas here. Two pieces of sound coming up. The first from On the Herd, Colin, last week talking about, in fact, making a strong prediction about the Buckeyes. The best team I have seen at their best in college football is Ohio State. I watched them dismantle Nebraska. I'm going to say Ohio State's going to win the national championship. Mm. I still believe that they'll beat Alabama in the final. All right, a prediction, the Buckeyes to win the national title. Now, here in Las Vegas, we have Ken Thompson, who is part of our pregame.com family. Ken does a dream preview with me and Brad every week, about 90 minutes breaking down the biggest college football games. This guy is an expert at it, and he has some strong feelings about the Buckeyes. They're a little bit different. Five of their wins are against teams under 500. UNLV at Rutgers, Maryland, a depleted Maryland team on a third-string quarterback, and at Nebraska. I just don't understand how Ohio State can be ranked that high. Look, I understand preseason polls. I understand they have a lot of talent. Dobbins is a good running back. But JT Barrett, to me, is the most overrated quarterback in college football. I've been saying that. I know his stats look great. 20 touchdowns, one interception. That's all well and good. But when you throw a pass more than 10 yards, JT, let me know about it. Wow. (laughs) That's a call from JT Barrett. All right. Uh, Brad, so who is right? Colin says they're great. They're going to win the national title. Ken says I haven't seen enough. They're overrated. I'm more in Colin's corner now. Them winning the national title, I don't know. But they're clearly, to me, the number two team in the country is from a, from a pure power ratings aspect goes. I would favor them outside of Alabama, the, against Alabama, by a field goal more than any other team in the country. All right, so let's get, get this straight. Buckeyes against anyone. This, so who's third, you think, right now? I actually, it might be Penn State, their opponent this week. Okay, so Penn State and Ohio State on a neutral. You'd say Buckeyes three, which kind of makes sense. This line's, what, six and a half or so. And home field for the Buckeyes, three and a half or four. So it seems to be right in range. And there's a trend, though, in this game that points very strongly to the Buckeyes. Yeah, in my opinion, Urban Meyer, the greatest coach in the history of college football with extra time to prepare in his entire career. And we're talking season openers, off of buying the regular season, bowl games, 47-4 and four straight up. Even more impressive to me is against the spread, 36-12-1, a lifetime 75% winning trend. And remember, guys, the spread takes into account how good the Buckeyes were in games that they were part of this trend or Florida or whomever back in the day. So the straight up, you could say, oh, well, bowl games, obviously, they're not playing easy teams, right? So it's amazing straight up. 75% against the spread is amazing. And based on your power ratings, Brad, it's really not built in here, right? If, if we didn't know anything about situation, right? Your power ratings say, what should the line be on this game? Uh, it should say seven, seven and a half. You alluded to it already. I would favor them by a field goal over Penn State on a neutral field. This isn't your standard three points of home field advantage. You're off a bye, one of the biggest games of the year. Already the horseshoe is bigger than three points of home field advantage. This line, in my opinion, should be seven, seven and a half. More big TV games on the way. NC State is taking on Notre Dame, one of the best power teams in the country. NC State has a great defensive line. Who wins the battle? We'll find out next here straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio, RJ Bell is here, Steve Cofield in the Wise Guys chair, Brad Powers. Before we move on to the next big TV game, NC State and Notre Dame in the world of college football, we do need an official play. On the last game we talked about, Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, the game of the day. So what we've set up so far is Colin thinks Buckeyes are going to win the title, Colin Cowherd. 
pro Ken Thompson thinks Buckeyes overrated. Brad tells us Buckeyes second best team in the country, favored by at least a field goal over any team except Bama. Now also Urban Meyer, unbelievable with extra time to prepare, unbelievable. So now leaner like in the game right now with Penn State, either a six and a half or a seven point underdog. I lean with Ohio State. Not only do I like Urban Meyer uh, with extra time to prep, I also like the situational spot. They're playing with revenge on their only loss against a Big Ten opponent last year. Meanwhile, Penn State off an A-plus-plus effort against Michigan last week. Very tough to replicate that against great competition back-to-back weeks. Lean Ohio State. Next big TV game at 3.30 start. This one was 7.5. It's now settled at Notre Dame, minus 7 against NC State. And we've got more audio Joel Klatt, the college football expert on the herd. And Colin asked the following question, is Notre Dame overrated? When they get up against a defense that can stop that one dimension, that that running game, that is so good. It's one of the best running games in all college football, ranked sixth in the country, rushing it for over 300, I think 317 yards. But they are absolutely underrated in oh, the AP poll. 100%. <laughs> They're underrated, says Joel Klatt. Brad Powers, agree, disagree? Uh, Great point by Joel Klatt. I do think they're underrated to a certain extent, but his point being... Notre Dame. Notre Dame being uh, underrated. But his point being, when they go up against a top-rushing defense like they faced earlier this year in Georgia, who shut them down to 55 yards, that's where they'll run into problems. And that's what we have with NC State, right? So right now, in this matchup, tomorrow for Saturday, leaner like... Yeah, I, I think NC State on multiple fronts matches up well with Notre Dame. One being that rushing defense, number six in the country, allowing only 90 rushing yards per game. They have one of the best defensive linemen in all of college football. Not only that matchup is great for them, but also the situational spot. You look at NC State coming off a of bye, catching Notre Dame off their biggest margin of victory over their arch rival USC since 1966. And one final matchup that, that goes in NC State's favor Notre Dame has created turnovers to the tune of this. They've outscored their competition 94 to 10 points off of turnovers this year. NC State's quarterback has not thrown a single interception all year. Okay, so we break it down between lean, like, and then at the very end, best bet from you at the end of the hour here. So this one is a like on NC State. Absolutely. Like NC State for all those factors. Georgia taking on Florida, rivalry spot in Jacksonville, Bulldogs. Laying 14, you think rivalry must be close games. It's actually been sort of a lopsided series. Since 1990, Florida, how about 21 and 6 straight up, 17, 8 and 2 against the spread. And if you're looking, hey, this two touchdown spread doesn't seem too much. Well, yeah, it is. It's the largest favorite role for Georgia in 40 plus seasons. In fact, Georgia hasn't well, favored against Florida. Yeah. Okay. They have not been favored by more than two touchdowns over Florida or even at this two touchdown mark in 40 plus seasons. Heck, RJ, they haven't on the scoreboard. They haven't beaten Florida by more than 14 since 1997, even on the scoreboard. Well, that's interesting. And that's a fascinating way to approach things. When you have an extreme line, you look at the team who's getting the points and say, how often in similar situations do they lose by this much? There's a situation we'll be talking about tomorrow night in the NFL. The Chargers are getting seven and a half at New England. Last 17 road games for the Chargers, they've only lost by more than a touchdown twice. 
So 15 out of 17 times they'd cover this spread. Similar kind of handicap here. So let's look at the leaner like in this game. I want also to understand in your handicap, how does the location in Jacksonville affect it? Neutral field for both of these teams. Uh, This one's a zero uh, split 50-50 as far as the crowd goes. But I'll say this, RJ. I'm glad you brought that up because I think there's a lot of apathy in Florida this year, a lot of excitement for Georgia. Wouldn't be a bit surprised that some Florida fans sell their tickets to Georgia fans. Might give one point towards Georgia in this regard. With all that being said, I still lean with the Gators. Outlier line, like I mentioned before, I like to play on that because I think it's an overreaction in the marketplace. Lean Florida plus the points. So you mentioned apathy. We got this weird angle. Beginning of the week, Jim McElwain, the coach of Florida, says that players and especially his family have been getting death threats. The school brings them in. They want information on it. We find out later they release a statement. They're like, we brought him in. He had no further information. So now people are actually accusing him of lying and saying, hey, maybe this is an exit strategy to get out. So what's what's his focus level? And how about the Gator players? I think it's a legitimate question here. Uh, and it's not only w- what's been brought out in the media this week, but there's also been some rumors. Jim McElwain is more of a West Coast guy, despite his coordinator experience at Alabama. There's talks of him being a possible replacement for jobs that are opening on the West Coast. That plays a part into me. If you're not focused for your arch rival here uh, against a very motivated Georgia team, that won't be a good look in the end. And on JT the Brick right here on Fox Radio on Tuesday, it was Pat Forte. Is that how you always see Pat the 40. spelling? 40. Yeah, Pat Forte, yep. I see the spelling. It throws me. And it seemed like from what Pat was saying that, that this was a real issue that, you know, usually you're going to have the, you know, the grizzled veteran kind of poo poo that there's any real distraction, but it, you know, it wasn't saying so much. There was a strong distraction, but saying it's very possible. This was a, you know, live situation. Straight out of Vegas, Fox sports radio studios. Uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It probably means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Biggest bet game remaining on the board, uh, Noon start, number 11, Oklahoma State, seven and a half at number two, West Virginia. Steve, you are sitting in the square chair, rightfully so. Five years, though, behind the counter. I respect that. You learn about how depraved some Vegas (laughs) batters really are. A-teamers, A-teamers. And let's be honest, how dumb some are. (laughs) But you actually have, in this Okie State-West Virginia game, an opinion of your own. Yeah, I just don't think Oklahoma State is a, a consistent, dominating team, and I know they were before this last game, but I like West Virginia and the offense, the ability to stay in the game, so I think there's too many points to lay. So I, I like West Virginia to stay in the game and hang on late to somehow so stay with the So stay in the game, yep. you're thinking. Yes. Leaner like Brad, agree, and be be kind, be kind to Steve. Hey, beat me up, beat me up. Well, uh, the markets are against you. Uh, the line has climbed from Oklahoma State minus six to now minus eight, right through a key number seven. And I'll be against you. I lean with Oklahoma State, although I took off the rubber band at the six, guys. Uh, at the eight, crossing through that key number, don't like it as much as what I did, but it's still a lean for me. Oklahoma State, much better defense, but, capable of making a stop here. By the way, there was also someone crowing earlier in the season about the most overrated team in the country probably about two weeks ago, West <laughs> Virginia. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying, and they got you. Yeah. But also, I think I also said Oklahoma State at one time yes, was the most overrated <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a tiebreaker. So, so Cofield, you actually have a feeling on the total in this game. Here's the other thing that's intriguing. When you, when you see these lines that are 71, 73, 77, 78, I like going contrarian, and I just think, hey, it's, it's hard to get there. You have a bad quarter, it's not going to get there. And I swear, inevitably, I look up third quarter when I play an under on 73, 75, 78, all of a sudden – 
it's, you know, 88 in the third quarter. I agree. If it was 20 years ago, I would agree with Cofield. I disagree in 2017. Here's why. And Brad, I'm going to ask you if you agree with this. When you have two teams that score a ton of points and thus you have these really, really high totals, oftentimes the market hasn't figured out, oh, look, no one's running. The clock never stops. And there's a sort of a multiplier effect where both teams are doing what back in the old days no teams used to do. And then in, you know, maybe 10 years ago, one team would do. And thus I've seen a lot of these jumbo totals go over. You're absolutely right. If you were betting totals above 70 points the last five years, you'd actually, it wouldn't be blindly a a huge profitable season, but I want to say the last five years, more of these high totals have covered going over than under and vice versa. Pros versus Joe's time, and we have two games. Yeah, I love the pros versus Joe's, right? So we got the public one way, professionals the other. Why does it matter? It's because when the public bets a game, Against the pros, it stops that line from moving too much. The pros are the ones that's going to move the line. But if there's resistance the other way, it means there's value. Or let's just say the line isn't moving as much with the the pros as it would otherwise. And thus, we can get a better number by following the pros. So we got number 15, Washington State, lane three at... Arizona, who's got pros, who's got Joes? Right now, we got the Joes on Washington State, the pros on Arizona. So let's break down the game. Arizona has been on fire, especially on offense, because their quarterback has gone ballistic, almost 650 yards on the ground. Can he do it against Wazoo? Uh, this will be by far his sternest test. Uh, I don't think so. I, not to the tune of 200 rushing yards per game. He'll, he'll get over 100 yards, but not nearly as much. And uh, you know, maybe a stat that's overlooked in the marketplace because Washington State gets all this love from the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they have a really good, respectable rushing defense this year, only allowing 120 rushing yards per game. All right, so in the game itself with Washington State favored around three, lean or like? Yeah, I'm going to quote Huey here. You might think I'm crazy. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I am with the Joes here. I'm liking, not leaning, liking Washington State. I like the they have the much better defense in this regard. And I think we catch value off their game two weeks ago against Cal. They're minus seven turnovers to get blown out. You're thinking, oh, is their season going to go down uh, the, the tubes? No, they come right back last week, beat Colorado 28-0. They're the better team, better defense, laying a reasonable number. Hip to be square, give me Washington State. Listen, if you're, if you're weird, if somehow you're crazy, somehow you're square, just embrace it, right? Because admitting it, Brad Powers, is the first step. Pros versus Joe's game number two. We'll get to it, Louisville and Wake Forest. But first, with the latest, it's Kevin Figures. All right, guys, it was game three of the World Series on Friday night. It was the Astros coming away with a 5-3 to three victory. Yuli Gurriel amid some controversy during the game, but he did hit a home run. He had two hits on the night, as did former Dodger Josh Reddick. They really roughed up Hugh Darvish. He went just an inning and two-thirds, allowing six hits and four earned runs. Good for the shortest outing of his career. Dodgers had to use six pitchers out of their bullpen. Big for them. There was no off day in this series until Monday. Houston getting the victory from Lance McCullers and Brad Peacock getting the multiple innings saved as the next game, game four, will be on tomorrow night, or I should say Saturday night, more accurately. In college football, Boston College with a 35-3 victory over Florida State. Florida State now just 2-5 and five on the season. They need to win their final four games to remain bowl eligible. Memphis, 25th-ranked Memphis with a 56-26 victory over Tulane. SMU now bowl eligible with their sixth win of the season. They beat Tulsa 38-34. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay 
for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Warriors overcame an 18-point deficit to beat the Wizards 120-117. to Kevin Durant with 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists, while Steph Curry chipped in 20 points and 8 assists. The Raptors with a 101-92 victory over the Lakers in L.A. DeMar DeRozan, 24 points, 17 in the second half as they spoil Lonzo Ball's 20th birthday. T-Wolves with a 119-116 victory over the Thunder. Wins for the Nuggets and Knicks. The Magic blew out the Spurs 114-87. The Rockets with a 109-93 victory over the Hornets. James Harden with a triple-double there. And the Desert freezing over, guys, out there in your neck of the woods. How about the Golden Knights with a 7-0 victory over the Avalanche in the NHL? Vegas now five straight victories, the longest win streak by an expansion team ever. They are now 7-1, best record in the NHL, guys. Thank you, Kevin. Steve Cofield, R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. Wise guys chair. It's Brad Powers, although he just made a square play. Uh, Pros versus Joes, game number two. Louisville at Wake. The Cardinals are laying three. Well, this one's easy to predict. The Joes on Louisville with Heisman winner Lamar Jackson. The Pros on Wake Forest getting the three. And And leaner like. I, I lean with, again, the Joes. So uh, this is a very rare time where I, I'm going to go with both games. It's not that rare. That's nah, true. <laughs> not as rare as what I'd like. But I, I got the best player on the field laying less than a field goal here in Lamar Jackson. And what I've noticed in the marketplace the last couple of weeks, I think that horrific run that Louisville had against the spread where they were 3-13 and 13 against the number in a 16-game sample size, has created now some value on them. Value on them last week against Florida State. Value here laying less than a field goal. Lean with the Cardinal here. Now, it's important to realize we're doing lean, we're doing like, and even with the likes, you're not betting every game. Some you might, some not. The only game you're certainly betting tonight is the best bet. So we know, and if you go to pregame.com and actually go to the Game Center and go into the consensus tab, you can see the bet splits on every game. Literally, how many tickets were on Team A or Team B. Let's use this game as an example. So with Louisville, 73% of the tickets, of the bets on Louisville, 63% of the cash on Wake Forest. So who's? how can you have more tickets one way and more cash the other? It's when the bets are really big, right? Those are the pro bets. So there's a way to get a feel, at least at minimum, for every game just up at pregame.com. You don't want to bet every game that's sharp. You can't win betting that many games. So Brad's going to look and say, okay, I disagree with the sharps. Well, there's not a lot of money to be made there, so I'm just going to lean against it and stay away. In a way, he's avoiding potentially a loser because of that lean. But when everything lines up, that's when he takes off the rubber band. So RJ mentioned the pros. We got our uh, sharp money game of the week. It's Georgia Tech catching 14 at number seven. Clemson, sharp money. Where is it? Sharp money on Georgia Tech in this game, plus 14 or so. And that one's clear. Sharp money, Georgia Tech. Biggest factor in this one to me is the Clemson quarterback situation. Is Kelly Bryant good to go? Can he last the entire game? And that question's not going to be answered until the game kicks off because what we saw last two weeks ago was a quarterback that wasn't 80% or 90%. He barely could walk just two weeks ago on that ankle, and he also got concussed, knocked out of that game against Syracuse. That's a question that's too much for me to overcome as far as liking either side here. So when you say too much to overcome, meaning the uncertainty, 
makes it where you can't have a strong opinion. Absolutely. But where I can, you know, maybe come to a conclusion uh, and where there's some value is the total. So if he is a little bit, you know, less than 100%, that's going to affect Clemson's, obviously their offense, because his running ability is the best feature of that offense. But also the extra time to prep, major advantage for Clemson when you're facing an option offense in the last two years. Clemson has held Georgia Tech to season lows as far as rushing yards and points the last couple of years. All right, now let's think about this. So the option is a rare offense these days, and if you play it every year, it's an advantage, and if you have extra time, it's an advantage. So that points towards the under, less scoring. And the uncertainty with the Clemson quarterback actually points to an under. Makes a lot of sense. But I think there's a bigger thing we got to kind of point out here and guys this is probably the teach a man the fish moment he eats the rest of his life of the show which is there's two times not to bet a game one is when you know the line is correct you have a good feel for both teams the situation hey the line's correct how do you lay minus 110 and make money there you don't number two though is when you don't know what the correct line should be and Brad, very, you know, listen, for a guy who just made a square play, made another square play, and said, I don't know, you know that when he's confident, you can believe it. But, man, it's that kind of, let's say, ego, enough ego, enough confidence to say I don't know is vital. And, by the way, if you want more of that kind of information. His Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas. That's right, Stephen A. Straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. we got a funny line move of the week. It's Mississippi State, two and a half as the favorites at Texas A&M. Explain this one to me. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, a majority of the tickets and also the cash on Texas A&M, but yet we have a line move. And let's break it down. A line move crossing through Pickham is not a, as big of a line move going from, let's say. So define the line move. The, the line move being Texas A&M goes from about a two-point favorite to a current two-and-a-half-point home underdog. Now, did all of this happen early, early in the week? It did happen early in the week. And that's something that's important to realize. I don't know exactly what happened, but what I know is that the market is much more dynamic. It's much less liquid early in the week. And when there's a mistake made, oftentimes it's corrected really fast with a small amount of money. Because listeners might say, wait a minute, if the majority of the money is one way and the majority of the tickets, but the line's moving the other, what's going on? It means that minority of the money bet early and shaped that lineup right away. And they might be more respected than a lot of the other money out there in the marketplace. So your lean or like is? I'm going to go against the funny line move, man. <laughs> it's, it's a square day for, for Brad Powers. I like the home underdog. I like the spot. They're coming off a of bye, playing with revenge in this one. And, you know, believe it or not. So who's the home dog? The home dog, Texas A&M, plus the two and a half here. And believe it or not, Kevin Sumlin's actually had a solid year of coaching. Everyone remembers. Yes. yes. Everyone remembers the fourth quarter against UCLA. Outside of that, this is one of his better coaching jobs. Well, Cofield. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is On our notes, it says Cofield pick number one. <laughs> that scares me a little bit. You've got it on this game. I'm going to go square. I, Mississippi State, to me, is a fraud. I don't like them on the road. They had the win against LSU. That was not an LSU team that was prepped at that point in the season. They got romped on by Georgia. 
and Auburn. And you just made the point, A&M easily could be 6-1 and one with a close game loss to Alabama. You know, they had the disaster against UCLA. So also a night spot, lubed up crowd. This is a Texas A&M spot. I don't understand why the line has moved so much. All right. It seems like you guys agree on this <laughs> Well, the, That scares me. That could be a disaster. Uh, Storyline game of the week is USC at Arizona State. USC is favored. Is this a dream crusher for Southern Cal? Or at least was last week a dream crusher against Notre Dame. Are they still uh, fighting this season? Well, I don't know if they're fighting. Remember, no buys yet or no buys the whole season for USC, which as the season progresses gets worse. We got some sound here. Steve Fezzik who is in the whole show on Saturday, sitting in the first hour, helping us with the college football recap. And by the way, that's 10 o'clock Pacific Saturday. We go an hour earlier. And also, though, this is a guy that knows his college football, and we've got a bet, bet, best bet from one of our podcasts from Fezzik. This is all about a continued fade of USC. That injury report on this team just decimated. We saw that against Notre Dame dominated on the line of scrimmage. Can't stop anybody on defense. Two teams, frankly, going in complete opposite directions. Arizona State, huge upset at Utah. Normally, you play a tough physical Utah team. I don't want to the next week, but they basically took it to Utah so badly. That game was in hand at halftime. It's a huge home underdog momentum situation. Take the three. So his best bet on the dream preview. And by the way, if you like what we're doing here, the preview is about double the depth. And if you like those deep dives with some fun entertainment, check it out on my Twitter or at Podcast One. Just search for dream preview. All right. Best bet from Fezzik on Arizona State. Brad, agree, disagree. I fully agree. Like Arizona State for me. And forget three. You can get three and a half now in the marketplace. So I think they're clearly the right side here. USC lost another starting linebacker. So now the injury report's even worse than what appeared to be against Notre Dame. They're running out of gas. No playoffs for a team that came into the season with playoff expectations. And oh yeah, by the way, Arizona State, last time I checked, playing some really good football. Outright upset over Washington, legit. Last week's outright upset over Utah, legit. No funny business there. Better team getting points at home. I love Arizona State. Finally, Washington is playing someone in UCLA. I'll have a pick on that game and then the real pick. The counts. Uh, The wise guy chair is filled by Brad Powers. His best bet is on the way. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas. We roll on towards the best bet. Best bets? One reliable best bet for sure. Let's start out with uh, Michigan State at Northwestern. Hold on, Steve. Hold on. Hold on. You've got a pick. You've been touting. You've been jibber-jabbering about, as Mr. T would say. I wanted to blow over it. Let's quickly do that one. Damn me. We've got Washington at home. And listen, there's a lot of questions about this Washington team. Great coach. Made the playoffs last year. How good are they? They're favored by 17 and a half hosting UCLA. What's your pick, Mr. Cofield? So I like the total here, and uh, I really like it. I know I'm busting, uh, being a little self-deprecating, but it's only only 58. Now, if I, you think, look at, I think the self-deprecation is justified. Not at all. Uh, not this game. I will win this game. Uh, the the uh, Washington defense has been great, about 11 points per game. I don't think they've played anyone to this point. It's been this weird, unbalanced schedule for them in the Pac-12 the competition's been terrible. And UCLA, if they can do anything, well, there's two things. They can't defend and they can score. So average game in you know, UCLA is in excess of 70 points. So I think it'll blow by the 58. I, I agree with you. 
uh, in that one. And I also like the fact that Washington is off an embarrassing performance on offense in their previous game. Had a couple weeks to fix some things there. Uh, the over is the way to go in this one. Side, not so much. I was so fired up, I jumped ahead like five games. But let's get to Michigan State and, and Northwestern. Uh, Sparty is laying two and a half. All right, what's the deal with Sparty? They're ranked, uh, overrated, underrated. What do you think? A completely overrated team. And that was very fortunate to get not only a win, but a cover last week against Indiana. I should know. I loved Michigan State last week. In the fourth quarter at home, they're trailing 9-3, to three, laying about a touchdown. So here's what happens. They score a touchdown. They get the ball back with like a couple minutes left. Indiana allows them to score a touchdown so Indiana can get the ball back and win the game. So a very phony final here. Would not be a bit surprised in this particular game, Michigan State against Northwestern. For, forget the, taking the point spread. I lean with Northwestern money line. They beat Michigan State outright. Wow. Well, hold on a second. How do you lean and then say that? Well, it's plus it's two a, and a half. It's not like it's uh, three and a half. All right, so let's start over. Yes. So you, you lean. Yes. You lean. Okay. Best bet time. TCU is laying seven at Iowa State, and this is this is real stuff. When one of the wise guys in the wise guys chair has a best bet, yeah. Because here's the thing: it's about confidence level. Lean is the least, like is next, and then there's taking off the rubber band. What are you doing? Wise guy don't carry his money in a wallet. Hey, wise guy carries money in a roll. All right, Brad, you're doing it for free. When, which game are you taking off the rubber band with? I, I'm loving TCU this weekend against a ranked Iowa State team. What the heck? They're in the top 25. I think that gives TCU some focus here. And it's going to be a fresh TCU team off a pair of blowout wins against Kansas and Kansas State. And I think maybe it's a game that we're looking in the preseason that they would overlook Iowa State with Texas on deck. No, this is the game. with Big 12 title implications. And I also like the matchup here. Iowa State's been doing well on the offensive side of the ball the last three games with this backup quarterback. They have not faced, in my opinion, even an average defense. And I think they're not only this week going to face a good defense, but a great defense. And one final thing, TCU on the road's been money. 3-0 straight up, 3-0 against the spread. All three wins by double digits. And they've all played three really good opponents in the same caliber of this Iowa State team. Horn Frogs laying a reasonable number. Give me TCU minus the points. Check out the big brain on Brad. Rapid fire to close out here. Texas Tech catching 20 and a half at number 10. Oklahoma, what is wrong with the Red Raiders offense? Uh, well, I think they're going to get things back in gear this particular week. But I thought Ken Thompson made a great point in the Dream Podcast that maybe some Big 12 defenses have figured them out. Well, I'll tell you this. Oklahoma's defense hasn't figured anything out since the Ohio State game. In fact, Oklahoma overrated, in my opinion, because of that Ohio State game. They are 0-4 against the spread against Big 12 teams. Average non-cover by 17 points per game. I lean with Texas Tech. Duke is catching 15 and a half at number 13 VTech. It's a night game, and Duke appears to be going down, down, down. Yeah, after a 4-0 and start to the season, they've lost four straight. This is, if they're going to rally for the rest of the season, this will be it. I lean with Duke here, and the biggest question I have, how motivated is Virginia Tech? They have their biggest game of the season on deck as far as going on the road against Miami. Maybe if they get out to an early big lead, they're looking towards that game next week. I lean with Duke plus the points. Popular public underdog of the week is Nebraska. Nebraska, the line has uh, gone down. Purdue favored, but only by four and a half now as the Huskers are taking on the Boilermakers. I think it's it's popular because Nebraska is not normally going to be getting four points against Purdue. So uh, the public sees that and just th- appears it's wrong. 
I lean with Nebraska here, but here's why I don't like the Huskers. I think Purdue's off a very phony game last week where they should have beaten Rutgers, your Rutgers team, by 7 to 10 points. They outgain Rutgers by like 250 yards but lose the game. Lean Nebraska only there. Quick question with Rutgers is, if you really hit it big one day, Steve, are you going to like create a scholarship fund there in your name? I can't. I'm, I'm a no-name. David Stern went to Rutgers. But I'm saying one day, that? dream, baby. You gotta, what, what's, what's remember on the Seven wins? Remember on the wire? Seven wins for a season? Remember on the <laughs> wire where Avon Barksdale and Stringer Bell were sitting there, and Avon said, you got to dream. You got to dream on it. Dream of the scholarship fund or dream of seven wins? Just the bowl game. I think for you, dream for the scholarship fund. NFL tomorrow. We do about 75 minutes on Straight Out of Vegas. So what is the biggest story that we're going to hit tomorrow around the NFL? This is a fascinating story, which is what effect the Houston Texans owner making his comment that really peeved off his players is going to have on this game. And we can say, oh, RJ, this doesn't matter. Listen, Look at the line move. Right. It was five, five. Seattle at home favored over Houston. Got bet up to six and a half, moving towards seven when the show started. And remember, that's not public money. That is professional money moving the line. And when you have players for the Texans missing practice. DeAndre Hopkins. I th- and multiple players. I was on Houston Radio today talking about it. I think it's a real factor. That, best bets, and more with Fezzik tomorrow, 10 o'clock Pacific. Brian No is on the way. The dream previews, best college football NFL you can get. Yeah, I, and remember, if you missed any of the show, we recap it. We'll see you tomorrow. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.